If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 46 of season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here with you through the Word of God, teaching you the Word of God to help people that are Christians through tough times, through bad times, through good times, and sad times. And, and and maybe even minister to people and to bring them into the kingdom of God. I'd like to apologize that the podcast wasn't on yesterday. Um, my mother-in-law that we've been praying for passed away Saturday evening. Um, I apologize that our first Sunday night, Sunday morning podcast um, didn't get aired. Because we didn't go live, I on per her request, I put on a rerun of the episode that she was a part of, and she accidentally got in, and some of the family members were amused by that, and some of the existing church members were amused by that, and she wanted to to bring back a good memory in her death, so that's what we did. And yesterday we was involved getting her to be, you know, laid the rest. She's not, the funeral hasn't happened yet. That's Friday. It won't interfere with the podcast. Um, but her, my wife's brother wanted us to be included on getting things settled. And getting the, you know, the funeral arrangements made. And, um... We're going to go from there. But we are back today. I am. And we're going to have a good podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Take two. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 46 of season one. Again, I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. And we're going to get right into our Bible study. We still don't have our music machine back to do our worship time segment. So we're just going to get right into the word that Bible said that God's talked to us. Our talking to me today to to teach you. And it's out of our book, Faith and Hope and Courage in a Changing Time. The word for you today. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. All right. 
What's this verse telling us? This verse is telling us here, and I believe Solomon's talking about here, not literally life and death situation. I believe Solomon's talking about life and death to our relationships. Meaning our spouse, our wives, our kids, our friends, our pastors, our teachers, our acquaintances. The Bible does tell us to watch our tongue. Alright? And this is coming up because it's not going to be on totally on that subject. Okay? This is the title of this mess this podcast. Bible study is believe God. I mean, I'm sorry. The answer to your worries. Okay, your wordy, your words are either work for you or against you, and that's what that verse is telling us there, of Proverbs 18 verse 21. Okay, our words either work for you or against you. The Bible tells us death and life and power. Of the tongue. Okay. The old saying is. You will eat your words. Is more meaningless. Meaningless. Jack Q here. It's the truth. Okay. Jeremiah. Tells us in Jeremiah 15. 16. The prophet writes, Your words were words were found, and I ate them. And your words was with me, and the joy of rejoice of my heart. So in other words, what you say, people are listening. People are hearing. Especially God. Especially God. And if you want to be... Live away from your worries. You gotta watch what you say. Alright? The psalmist writes, They cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saves them out of their distress or worry. He sent His word of healing to them. And that's Psalms 107, verses 19 20. So, what is he saying here? Instead of sitting there and whining, crying, complaining, and venting, we need to go to God and ask Him for help. What is going on? In my last few. In the last few moments of my mother-in-law's life, that day, she kept saying, I'm weak, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Why isn't he taking me? Why isn't he taking me? And she was saying that actually since she'd been home. And I kept telling her, it's up to God when He takes you. And then I tell her, He just wants to make your mansion more beautiful. It's not done yet. And then she'll smile. 
but she was suffering because she wouldn't let us give her the medicine. She wouldn't even let us feed her in the last few days of her life. She did eat, but not very much. She mainly ate. She mainly was wanted to die. We did give her some medicine, but the last day she wouldn't let us feed her at all or medicine. But she kept whining and complaining. And I said, well, go to God and talk to him about it. Apparently she got her answer. Later on, I left and went to go do some other things. And I checked on her later and I tried to get more food and more water down her and more stuff. And she still didn't want it and she still was complaining. So I can't tell you if she did or not. She did end up passing away Saturday night. And she went on with the Lord. But the psalmist says, Cry out to the Lord in your troubles and your tribulations, and He will bring you through them. That's what we need to do. We need to answer them. My wife, she still serves God and do everything, but... She was in a, we've been going through a Job experience in our own life right now. On and we've been praying for a lot of things. Because we are living with our mother-in-law. Well, was living with our mother-in-law. We're in the house by ourselves right now. But the house is supposed to be up for sale and, uh, he told us not to do anything with the house, the brother, because he's power attorney over everything. And, uh, but God blessed us, finally answered our prayer for some things to come to pass through her, her passing. We did get a financial gift from her just before she died. Her son had the right to check out, and I'm not going to go in to say how much it is. And that was a blessing, because she was worried about what we were going to, because we've been having some financial troubles. But God took care of it, and God took care of it. We're going. To, my wife is is also blessed us with the car, because her brother don't want it, and we needed a car. And. I thank God for that. I really do. If you cry out to him, he will come in his time and answer. Now, is it sad that, is it kind of sad to think that we got it that way? Yes, but that's what God and her wanted. See, God had a plan. God reward us from taking care of her. God put, see, I kept telling my wife, we're here for your mother. We're here to help your mother. And this is before we even know she was going to get sick. And we're here to help with your mom and dad. And then her dad passed away to COVID. And then her mom got COVID, survived it, but had a stroke during COVID, survived that. But then other things, it was just too much for her. She decided that she wanted hospice. Because the last thing they did, they collapsed her lung. 
But when her father died, I told my wife, I said, this is why we were brung here. And let me tell you something, saints. God provided for us, rewarded us for taking care of her and answered our prayers. He honored our prayers because we honored God by going through and doing what he wanted us to do. By When God talked, we went. My wife wasn't happy about it because there's things I can't talk to you about that happened to her in the household. But God brung her through and and we'll both she's better for it because she's in a better place Arlene is and we're better for it too physically and mentally because we, we enjoyed our times here too but my wife just wanted to be on her own and I get that and we didn't and she says that we didn't have a choice she didn't have a choice but she did and she chose to come and but anyways enough about that God blessed us in the end and my wife still serves God but I think my wife understands what I was saying to her in the beginning because God answered everything that I told that God heard she said why ain't God answering when God answered God answered now See, but we got to go. And that point is to that part of the story. God gives us, he answers in his time, not our time. We got to remember that. But he will help us and answer us through it. All right? So just like the psalmist, we got to go and ask God to help us with our worries. Okay? God's word is medicine that heals too. Otherwise, you, you're contradicting him. Alright? And disconnecting yourself from the source of all blessing. If you don't believe that. Okay? If you're wise, you will surround yourself with like-minded people who speak God's word into life. And limit your time with those who have no interest in it. What is that telling us? Just like that word that the Bible says, the, our words are life and death unto us. If you speak doubt, you're tying God's hands to answer your prayer. If you speak the word, that's why it's important to memorize the Word of God. Or to read the Word of God out loud in the situation that you're going through. But it's like a medicine unto us. We don't take it. We don't read it. We don't use it against the devil. Spiritually, you might become dead. And on a train to go into shell Hades or hell. Because eventually you'll fall away from God if you're angry. If you're not reading it. I would hate to see that happen to anybody. So 
So get into his word, memorize his word, learn his word. When the devil comes against you, speak the word against him. It's the Bible. And then get with other people that believe in reading the word and speaking it out too in their prayers. And it will strengthen you. And it will help you. And it will help others. So what have we learned here today? There is no secret to success. The Bible says that when you learn to meditate day and night in God's word, you will prosper in prosper in all you do. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. So the answer to your worries are in God's word. Now, I don't know why they chose to write there's no secret to success. And I want to clarify that because I just gave you a secret to success. But it's spiritually secret to success by reading the Bible. But I think they were saying there's no secret to success in life everyday answers in our minds. In other words, we want the real secret to success because the secret to success that we try to tap into don't exist in our minds. We got to go to God, which is the secret to our success. I just wanted to clarify why they said there's no secret to success. Because if you're trying to do it in your own strength, your own mind, there's no secret to success. But the real secret to success is Letting God help you, going to God in prayer, reading His Word, speaking His Word in faith out against the devil when he's coming at you. The Bible tells us that this Word is a, is a sword. we got to learn how to will it. And that means by reading it, learning it, memorizing it, using it when the, when the devil comes against us. We got an accordance in the back of the Bible that tells us about some of our situations that we might go into. And you need to pull that Bible out and just start reading it. But Pastor Ron, sometimes the devil attacks when I'm at work. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Am I telling you to act like a lunatic in front of everybody? No. But God will give you what you need. That's where it comes in memory verse. Simply if you can go off to the bathroom. And make sure no one's in there. And start reading. Start speaking that word. And the devil will flee. So really there's no excuse. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. God is good. So the answer to our worries. Is going to God. And closing this part. Is going to God. And asking in prayer for help. Getting into his word. Learning it. Memorizing it. And speaking it. Against the devil when he comes against you. And getting the same amount of warriors around you. Prayer warriors. That read and speak the word too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the devil will flee.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good, good, good service today. Sorry we went in uh, that application story about me and my wife. But I just wanted to share that, you know, we have been suffering a little bit financially. Um, but God has provided her a little bit and me. And now God provided with the, with the gift of money from her mother. And I think that's rewarding us. God's rewarding us. And by answering our prayer, because we honored him. By deciding to go, even though my wife didn't really want to. But she had a choice. But she chose to come. And she sees the fruit of her labors now. And I think she praised God for that. She misses her mom. And we didn't have a car. We was using hers, mother-in-law's. That's been given to us now. And I just thank God for that. Because that's opened up a lot of opportunities. And... Uh, for God's Internet Church itself. And. For. Other speaking engagements. Maybe preaching down the road. But we'll be right back after these messages. To go into our. Our next segment. We'll be right back. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube and go to the search bar and type in Charge It to the Game podcast and you will get all you need about the world of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer and I recommend this podcast to you. Describe to them today. Again, go to YouTube and type in Charge It to the Game and describe. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 46. And I read that live commercial to you just a second ago. And I do go to that podcast. I am the describer. I do listen to it. I do listen to it for my dad. I'm not a big sports fan. Only thing I really watch is professional wrestling. Um, but... It is a good podcast. I do it for my dad, so I have some knowledge when me and him, I can let him know what's going on because he's not really a big computer guy. And I do it to have something to bond with him with. Hallelujah. We're going to go to our next segment, God teaching us in different ways. And the story that I'm going to read to you that teaches us in a different way. It's called He Gives Us Peace. Alright. Be before and after church service. I always see Becky standing alone. In a far corner of the sanctuary. The middle aged woman would gaze longly. At groups of ladies who gathered to share stories. Laugh and give testimonies about God's work. In their lives. I was one of those ladies because I saw that kind of fellowship as an invaluable way to draw close to my church family. But I wonder why Becky really joined us. It made me sad to see her 
standing all alone. I felt she should realize the value of fellowship, since her husband was a leader in the church. Due to his leadership role, Becky had become involved in many of the practical matters regarding church management, knowing the kind of work can be stressful. I felt the gals should be remarking more of an effort to include Becky. After a while, I assumed they were just aware of her isolation. So I took the initiative and reached out to her. Becky didn't refuse my out, my outreach. In fact, she seemed eager to chat. But all she talked about was her troubles. Even though she felt the Lord had called her into the work she was doing, Becky whined endlessly about the difficulties she faced. She stunned me that she never spoke of receiving the joy and blessings like those like those I experience when I help with church work. I am so tired, she moaned, and there are so many needs, so many demands. I never seem to get caught up. In her options, everything in life was stressful, in spite of the fact that she had a wonderful husband, three supportive adult children, at the time passed. I kept offering to help her with church work, but she seldom called on me for assistance. After months of reaching out to Becky, I realized with my other realized why the other ch- church women seemed to ignore her. It was frustrating to listen to her complain about everything and never find a way to give her relief. When I offered scripture insight or testimony, she brushed them off, claiming I just didn't understand her level of misery, and I didn't. I'm well, I'm well aware of how it, hard it is for others to comprehend the depth of personal struggle. I often been misunderstood, but I also know that the Lord wants us to help each other as we walk together in Him. The Apostle Paul instructs the Thessalonian church to encourage each other and build each other up, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Yet, in spite of Paul's instruction, I was about to abandon my goal of encouraging Becky. Her burdens left me feeling heavy and hopeless. I preferred to spending my time with the group of ladies who were laughing and reassuring each other. However, I couldn't stand the thought of leaving Becky alone in the corner of the sanctuary. In my desperation to help her, I finally did what I should have done in the first place. I asked the Lord for guidance, and immediately he inspired me to pray for Becky, to pray that she surrender her worries to him so she be free to receive his peace that begins a season of difficult different prayers for my trouble sister in Christ she was weak that followed through I saw no change in Becky she still ranted on and on about her frustration she was with everything around her and weeks turned into months
I feared that prayer alone wasn't enough to help Becky. I wanted to preach to her about God's peace, to make her it clear, and turmoil isn't a gift of God's Spirit, but the Lord hasn't called me to preach. He only asked me to pray, so I kept pleading that he'll help Becky. One Sunday morning, I was about to leave for church when the Lord brought to mind my late husband's favorite scripture passage in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Paul encouraged the church members at Philippi to not worry about life above their needs in prayer. They could receive God's peace. Since my church welcomed the free sharing of scripture during worship time, I thought the, I thought the Lord might want me to read the scripture to the congregation, and I felt it might ex especially benefit my troubled friend Becky. So I grabbed my Bible, took it up to the Philippians 4 bookmark, and placed it. Bookmarked the page. Once I arrived at church, I made sure to place my Bible where it could be easily be reached. While I stood praising the Lord, but during praise time, I never sensed the Lord nudging me to share the scripture. In fact, I became so wrapped up in the joyful praise, I forgot about the scripture passage until something amazing happened. In a clear, strong voice, I heard Becky say, The Lord has been speaking to me about peace lately. It's been the, it's been the theme of, my, of so many scriptures he led me to read. Like Moses and Aaron, blessing in Numbers 6, 24-26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. The Lord also let me, led me to John 16.33, where Jesus says to his disciples, I have told you all this for that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. I was amazed to hear Becky sh sharing scripture about peace, and very thing I've been praying for her to receive but that last scripture she shared let me totally astonished Becky read the same verse the Lord had put on my heart that morning my husband's favorite scripture passage don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank and thank him for all that he's done then he will then you will experience God's peace with exceeding anything you can understand his peace will guard your heart and mind. And if you live in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, when our church resumed singing God's praise, I couldn't sing loud enough. What a blessing to know that the Lord was working with Becky in spite of what I have been seeing. At least the idea of walking in God's peace has begun to dawn on her. Now I'm praying she won't forget how gently, greatly, she longs for her to live in this peace by relying on him instead of relying on herself. I realize it is not an easy task to let go of control. I'm offering amazing at how each I fell prey to the lure of my self-reliance and end up frustrated. But it's such a blessing to know that God is hearing my prayers for Becky as she's beginning to grasp his desire 
before her to give every concern to him. As Isaiah wrote, you will keep in peace, perfect peace, all who trust in you, all who thought are fixed on you. Isaiah 26, 3. There we have it, saints. God is so wonderful. You know, I didn't have a story picked out for that. This segment. Until like three minutes we went on the air. Because when I was making it out, I wasn't in my office. I was at home. Now I'm in my office. My church office. Doing this podcast to you. And I remember, and I told you about this, the my uh, the Sunday school books and stuff for Sunday school. Her pastor Levi, even though she was sitting under me for the last six months of her life, my mother-in-law, because as we do the podcast here. You know, and she was with us, and because we were taking care of her, and we couldn't get to her church, so she came to ours. And he still sent her regularly her Sunday school stuff, and this stuff came in the mail a few days before she died, and she didn't want to go over it. She told me to take it and use it in my ministry. And let me tell you something, saints. That I just taught you through the Bible study. This story just taught us. We want peace. We got to go to God. And we got to get in His Word. <coughs> Sorry, my allergies are acting up again. And trust the Lord. And let Him bring us to that peace. Not try to get there on our own. And not whine about it and, and alienate people away from us because we're whining about it. We need, and God tells us to pray for people like that. We need to pray. Don't walk away from them. Pray for them. And help them still. You'll be rewarded for it. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, Oh, my children, my children, come to me and I'll give you peace. When you come to me, I accept, I receive your prayers. When you come to me, I send the answer to my prayers. But sometimes they get the answer, angel bringing your answer, is fighting with the principalities. They get down. But the answer to your prayers are on your way. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. And if you don't understand what just happened here, that's called the power of that's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit where God calls you to speak in an unknown tongue and then he gives the ability usually to someone else to receive that message 
but he gives me the ability to interpret the message too because since I'm the only one in the office right now and he's telling you and somebody that listen to the story listen to what's going on your answers are coming your answers are being answered he accepts them they're coming start praising God for it hallelujah start finding scriptures to use against the devil and speak it out loud and that scripture he just I can give you is Psalm 6 9 God has received my prayer you had to fully devil. Hallelujah. Speak it to him. Hallelujah. And we're going to close this segment. We're going to go with the segment with the prayer requests and closing remarks too. Um, we still want to pray for my dad. Mother-in-law is taken off to listen to Pastor Levi. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with my dad on this aneurysm on his aorta, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, to come and touch it. Take it out of his body, Lord, or don't let it grow. We just ask you to be, you're the leader of this creation. He's your creation, Lord. We just ask you to take care of him in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I ask you to be with Pastor Levi and his recovery since the coronavirus. I just ask you to help him through what he needs to get through. And, Lord, I ask you to be with me and the family as we get ready to lay our mother-in-law, mothers the rest, mother the rest. Friday, Lord, we just ask you to be with the family and help us get through, and don't let there be any problems. We ask you all this in Jesus' name, Amen, and Amen. Well, at this point, I like to thank you for listening to our podcast. I like to say God bless you, and see you next time on God's Internet Church podcast. Episode 47 of Season 1. Have a blessed, which will be tomorrow, around the same time. I like to say God bless you. Have a good day. Treat each other right. And go to God with in your prayers. And what he gives you, speak that word back to the devil. And let him flee. Hallelujah. On that note, I like to say God bless you. See you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 47. Until then... I'm Pastor Ron, your host, saying thank you for being with us, and God bless you. See you tomorrow. God bless you.